And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for our first regular season edition of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And it makes me so happy to say... Regular season edition. We've been waiting, waiting, waiting. We've gone through the offseason program. We've gone through training camp. We've gone through the preseason. And finally, mercifully, it is here. For the next 18, uh, hopefully longer than that weeks, we are locked in and are going to have a lot of fun talking all things Raiders football and hopefully talking about a, a few wins along the way. But we are starting things out strong. Week one, you know we had to bring the heat. And in just a few minutes, we're going to play our interview with Josh Jacobs. Yes, the very Josh Jacobs you are all thinking of, the league leader and rusher, the man who is back in silver and black and back in this building, ready to go against the Denver Broncos later this weekend. And man, it was good to catch up with number eight. Yes, not number 28 anymore. It was good to catch up with number eight. And uh, man, it's been a hot minute. Obviously, Josh handling business throughout the offseason wasn't here, but it's good to see him again. It's good to talk to him again. Good to talk all things Raiders offense, the new pieces. And, And it was fun for us because you know, like I said, we haven't seen Josh in a while. Yeah, he was in the building. He's been at practice. But uh, it was our first chance to really sit down, catch up with him for more than 90 seconds. So make sure you stick around. Uh, he was great, per usual. But before we throw it to our interview with Josh, break it all down, talk all things Broncos, Raiders, AFC West division rivals, let's do it. We begin, as we always do with our transactions, brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So since the last time that you and I hung out last week, the Raiders have made the following moves. On September 4th, they signed center Hronis Grisou, go Ducks, to the practice squad and released guard Vitaly Gurman from the practice squad. Additionally, they waived wide receiver Chris Lacey from the reserve injured list. And then just the very next day, on September 5th, Silver and Black signed wide receiver Keelan Cole Sr. to the practice squad. Welcome back, Keelan. And released wide receiver Antoine Wesley from the practice squad. Additionally, they waived cornerback Jordan Perryman and wide receiver Isaiah Zuber from the reserve injured list. So we talk about it every week, uh, and it'll be the case for the Las Vegas Raiders as well as the 31 other teams in the league. Uh, The bottom of the roster, the practice squad, continually turning over, continually growing, continually evolving, uh, because we've talked about it time and time again. You are going to have to dip into that reserve at some point this season. It is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. When will the Raiders have to go to the practice squad to find some depth, to find some contributions from guys, to find dudes who can just go out there and do a job for whether uh, it's a week, two weeks, or hope, or maybe, I don't want to say hopefully, or, or in a, a timeline that's a little longer than that. But all the same... Good to see the roster doing uh, doing its thing. Good to see Dave Ziegler out there making moves, doing his thing as well. But it is time. It is week one. It is finally here, like I said at the top, Raiders-Broncos 125 kickoff on CBS. And make sure you listen on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM as well here in the desert. But, man, it is what we wait all year for. And I'm constantly reminded uh, when I talk to uh, some of my buddies around the league that 
the regular season and the playoffs, really football season as a whole, it feels so long, right? We wait for it. We wait for it. And it just feels like, oh, man, it's going to go on forever. We're going to have football every Sunday till the end of time. But when you look at the calendar, we're really just guaranteed 18 weeks, 17 games, 18 weeks with the bye. That's all we're guaranteed. And it goes by in a flash. And so really my goal for this year is to cherish every single, not only one of these games, but every one of these days. Because at the end of the year, whether it's, it's hopefully with the Raiders playing at Legion Stadium at the Super Bowl or whenever their season ends, you're going to be like, man, that was quick. And it is a long, 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 long wait until we get to do it again. So enjoy it as we sit here and record on September 7th. Optimism is high. This is the time of year we're undefeated. Everyone in the NFL is undefeated. Optimism is, is not going to get any higher than this. The team is as healthy as it is going to be headed into Denver. And, man, it is going to be such a blast to do this thing for real, to hang out with all of you guys uh, for the next, like I said, 18, hopefully a lot longer weeks. But, you know, when we look at this game against the Broncos, and after we talk to Josh, we'll break it down a little bit more. But when we look at this game against the Broncos, to me, I'm old school. Me and JT the Brick talked about this on Raiders Roundtable earlier this week. I'm a firm believer, especially early in the season, run the ball, control the line of scrimmage. There is going to be a time, there is going to be a place for the fun, creative, exciting, electric type of offensive uh, performances that we want to see, right? I want to see guys going five wide. Oh, we're going to lateral here, pitch it back to this guy, throw deep to Devontae. There's going to be a time for that. But I think early in the season, when a team is still, I don't want to say trying to find its footing, but when a team is really starting to, uh, you know, still mesh together a little bit, because, like, let's be honest, the Raiders starters played all of one series in the preseason. So there is not an expectation that it is going to be this perfect, uh, you know, uh, seamless week one outing from those guys. Now, do I think it's going to be pretty crisp, pretty clean? Yeah, I do. But all the same, in these early weeks, especially on the road, now, let us not forget the Raiders opened three of their first four games on the road. Run the ball. Control the line of scrimmage. It doesn't have to be overly flashy, especially when you have a guy like Josh Jacobs who is coming off, as we said time and time again, the rushing title in 2022. A guy who proved he is one of the most dynamic, explosive, productive players in this league. Let the big man eat. I mean, we're looking at Josh. So Josh has played seven games against the Broncos in his career. Missed one due to injury. Played seven games against the Broncos. You know, these are his numbers. He's averaged, averaged, over the course of seven games, 103 rushing yards per game against the Broncos. Nearly five yards a carry against the Broncos. He has scored nine touchdowns against the Broncos. Something about that uniform makes Josh Jacobs take it to another gear. Something about seeing those guys, right, whether we're at Mile High here at Allegiant back at the Coliseum, there is something about the Broncos that allows Josh Jacobs to go from an already ultra-productive back to an incredibly, like, obscenely productive back. Feed him. Let him go to work. Now, when you look at the numbers, it's almost even more impressive when you consider the fact that the Broncos have a really good defense. They have a legit big dog top 10 defense from you know, all three levels. That is a good group of dudes back there. And so the fact that Josh is able to do what he does against a group like that, man, hats off to the guy. But as I said, early in the season, three of four on the road, offense still trying to figure it out, not in a bad way, as every offense in the NFL is at this point in the year in, in early September. Feed Josh Jacobs. Let him eat. 
And speaking of Josh Jacobs, as I said at the top, he is our guest this week on Upon Further Review. Man, and it was so good to catch up with number eight. It was so good to talk all things silver and black. A little Alabama football in there as well, because of course, why not? They got a big game this weekend against Texas down in Tuscaloosa, and so we had to get Josh's take on that. But all the same, man, like I said, a blast to talk with Josh. Uh, a really insightful conversation, and it was good to just see him and, and those pearly whites back in the studio, man. So uh, enjoy our conversation. Here it is with Josh Jacobs. And we're starting week one off with a bang, hanging out with our guy Josh Jacobs, number eight Josh Jacobs, not twenty eight. But uh, I'm gonna start here, man, and, and I don't want to like go too back, like too far back into the off season and all that stuff. But I'm curious, like for a dude like you, who's since you've arrived here, always been in the best shape, a dude who's always going to commit, be 100% physically. Like, how do you stay in football shape when you're not in a football facility? Man, you know, when, you, when you've been doing something for so long, like, you take a break for about a week or two, and then it just don't feel right. Like, just sitting around don't feel right. So it's kind of easy to just, you know, go back into that routine. And um, not only that, man, you know, I got a younger brother that was going into college, and um, he, we was working out. I was trying to get him right and, and things like that. So that made it a lot easier, too. Yeah, and I imagine, like, to your point, like, we talked to guys like Max where it's just part of the routine, right? Yeah. And whether it's here, whether it's back home, whether it's in Europe, like, you just do what you've been, grown accustomed to doing since you got in the league, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we look ahead now, and we, we talked to uh, Brandon about this a few weeks ago, about kind of the unique nature of this running back room for mm-hmm. you guys this year where all those same faces, man. Yeah. You're not meeting anyone new. You come in day one, and it's all the same dudes, like— how valuable is it, is it, one, just on a personal level to have all those guys in there again, but then, you know, on the field, too, to, to have that kind of deeper understanding of, hey, we're not bringing anyone up to speed in 2023? Yeah, man. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing because, um, you know, we I kept up with all the guys. We was uh, still in a group chat and things like that. Uh, so they was keeping me updated about what was going on, and you know, in the building and things like that. But, I mean, just to be able to have a group of guys that you already know and, you know, you, we know each other's families and things like that and the camaraderie is is just crazy. And um, just to see, like, some of the younger guys like Sincere and, you know, Zamir come in and and you could tell, like, they had the improvement that they had from year one to year two um, with just knowing the playbook and playing fast and things like that, it, it's definitely been uh, fun. Is it fun for you now? And I don't want to say you're this old wily vet because you've got a lot of good football ahead of you, brother. But like, is it kind of fun for you now to have that perspective and look like a guy like Zamir or Sincere and say, yeah. "Hey, man, I've seen you get better. Like, I've seen you take that jump." That's got to be kind of fun as a teammate. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. Yeah. Like when you when you you know you remember them days, man, how how fast they fly when I was the young guy in the room, you know. And now it's like they be like, "Yeah, you the vet in the room." They come to you asking you questions and stuff. And you just like, man, it's time flies. Like literally. Yeah, it's funny, too, where, like, I think back and, and I joke with, like, you and Hunter and some of the Oakland guys. I'm like, man, you guys make me feel old, right? <laughs> like, I remember, it doesn't, like, it, to me, it feels like three weeks ago that we were playing uh-huh. at the Coliseum. And then, like, to your point, you snap your fingers and you're like, oh, man, we've been here for a minute. Josh Jacobs is a Wiley vet now. Max is all tatted up. He's Literally. blasted. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy. I think in the world of like the NFL, how quickly time goes. Like, do you have to ever, ever have to stop and be like, man, it's it's really been a crazy journey up to this point? Yeah, man. See, that was the biggest thing. Like, I told the guys uh, the other day. I said, man, when I was at, you know, back at home, and you know, uh, everybody was at training camp, and you know, especially when the preseason game started, and you know, you watching football, you you get you get the, that yeah, itch, you know, yeah. you missing the guys. Um, but I was just telling them, man, I was like, man, you never know, you know, when your last play would be, you know, when the, when the last time you're going to be with these group of guys. So you just try to cherish it, you know, uh, every moment, every day, you know, the grind and um, 
that's what I've been trying to do, cherish it. You know, I think that's good advice for all of us, right? Like, you know, you never know when your last play is going to be. You never know the last time you're in the studio. Like, you just, you never know. And I think valuing every day, especially in the NFL season for us, and you know how, like, you know better than I do how long these days are, yeah. what this grind is like, the sacrifices that everyone in this building makes to hopefully put you guys in the best position to go win football. And it's a good reminder for all of us just to be, you know, mindful of that and keep that in perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. You know, when we look back now and you say, like, okay, you know, you get that itch when you're watching the preseason game a little bit. Like, I feel it. Like, I want to go to work. But, you know, what's it going to be like for you come Sunday getting hit for that first time, right? Like, you're going to feel that. Like, what's that going to feel like when someone hits you in the chest and you pop back up and you're like, all right, here we go. Time to go to work. Yeah, man. That's what I've been trying to tell the defense the whole week. I'm like, bro, hit me when you get a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Just so I can feel like, just hit me, you know, thumb me a little bit. So, I mean, that's it's going to be fun, man. I I think one thing about me, man, when when them lights come on and, you know, you got to make a play or anything. It's just it's a different mode you go into. So I kind of look forward to it. Like <laughs> like it's kind of weird, but I look forward to it to to getting that first couple of hits out the way, and then you know, getting up and and, and popping my stuff after that. You know, it's, it's like that old Andrew Luck clip, or where you know you see all those guys, these big D, uh, DNs that tackle him. He's like, hey, good work, good hit, thanks, man, appreciate you getting me right. Like <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like. But I, I imagine on like a very kind of X's and O's football style, like. It will feel good for you just to yeah. get hit, to remember that feeling, that soreness come Monday, right? Yeah. When you wake up, you're like, okay, I played a little NFL football yesterday. Yeah, man, and that's the thing that I, I would say, too, that like, my body feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So coming in, I don't think I've ever – well, I know I've never been, like, you know, this fresh coming into to week one, so – I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the entire fan base is looking forward to it. And before I get you out of here, man, like, we talk about some of the, the only constant in the NFL has changed, right? And things change and numbers change. Yeah. And in this case, uh, a lot of face change. But the first time in your career, man, different guy under center, right? We got Jimmy here uh, doing his thing, holding yeah. it down. Uh, I know that you haven't spent too much time with him already, but, like, what are your early impressions of the, of the new QB? He's a dog. Uh, he's, he's definitely a dog. I mean, he's spinning that thing, like— like, he, he does some sidearm throws. You could tell he was a baseball guy. Like, he, he spins the thing. Like, when I catch the balls from him, um, when I first came in in week one, we had threw around a little bit. Um, and, and I was like, man, my hands was kind of stinging a little bit. I was like, yeah, he, he can spin the ball. But just his IQ, you know he's been in this system uh, for, for a numerous amount of years. And just the way he commands the offense and, and the, the huddle and everything is just – it's, it's going to be fun to see how, how it have played out in the game. What's that first interaction like between you and Jimmy when you walk in this building the first time? Or not the first time. Uh, yeah, the, so the first time, I, first time I met him, was we was actually working out. And uh, I came up to him, and I was like, man, uh, heard a lot of things about you. Yeah, I said, I said, you're a winner, so, you know, I, I like to be a part of that. And he said, man, I heard a lot of great things about you, too. Can't wait to work with you. So that's kind of how we started off. And, I mean, man, like – I like the dude, man. I like the way he, he carries himself. I like the way he go about his business and everything. I mean, I, th- I think he's going to be special here. Yeah, confident, poised, kind of dis- seems very unflappable, right? When Not the lights definitely. are bright and things are going, like Jimmy's right here, which we want a quarterback to be. But Josh Jacobs, before I let you out of here, big game for the Crimson Tide this week, my friend. <laughs> game day down in Tuscaloosa, yeah. Alabama, Texas. What are we thinking headed into Saturday? I would say it's going to be a good game, but I think we're going to win by at least two touchdowns. Two tutties. Two tutties. Two tutties. Yeah. Did you ever? Were you ever on the game day set when you were down there? I did one my rookie year. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little. It's kind of crazy, man. When you go back and, and them college fans, it's kind of kind of wild, man. But it's a different beast, man. Especially in the yeah. South, like that. Nah, especially there, like you know, what I'm saying like at Bama, you know, one of the the elite schools, man. I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, uh, some of the coaches that. I came in when I, when I was playing at Bama or actually coaching at Texas now. So 
It's going to be a good game. I think it'll be fun. And that's all we can ask for is a good game come Saturday, a good slate of college football on Saturday, and then we get ready to do this thing for real on Sunday, man. Like I said, I speak for the entire fan base. It is so nice to see you back in this building. It is so nice to have you back in this studio. Best of luck on Sunday the rest of the way. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us, brother. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And a big thank you to Josh for coming to swing by and hang out with us. And a big thank you to Raiders PR for facilitating our conversation and being flexible with us uh, because it's a busy time of the year for all of us. Week one, there are so many moving pieces rocking and rolling. And so uh, we appreciate them working with us just as we work with them to make sure that you guys got to hear that conversation with Josh Jacobs. Well, before we dive in and I officially get to bring back one of my favorite segments on this show, the Raiders will win if... I have to highlight real quick our Raiders college football matchup of the week. We talked about a lot of good games on the slate. You heard Josh talking about Alabama-Texas. But the Raiders college football matchup of the week this week, NC State-Notre Dame. A.J. Cole and Jacoby Myers, NC State Wolfpack, taking on the Notre Dame firing, excuse me, Fighting Irish, uh, home of excuse me, Jerry Tillery, Isaac Rochelle, and others. Going to be a good one. I have to imagine there is a uh, there has been a spirited conversation, a spirited debate in that locker room on the first floor here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center between all those guys. Because if I know one thing, AJ Cole is not ashamed to uh, to talk and to build up his alma mater. And I, I have to imagine going against the big dog, the blue chip Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He has a few things to say. So keep an eye on that. Uh, it'll be a good game, I'm sure. And now, finally, 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 after, I don't know, 30 weeks? Whatever it was. It's been, been some weeks. We get to unveil again, the Raiders will win if. And so going into Sunday's game in Denver, as I said, 125 kickoff on CBS, I was thinking a lot this week about keeping it simple, right? And I talk to my buddies about this all the time. We talk about it in the studio a bunch. Week one is weird. Like, across the board, beginning tonight, Thursday night football, all the way through Monday next week, week one is just funky. I am a firm believer that the team that you see uh, this Sunday, or really for any team across the board, is not an accurate indication of who you are. It is not your final form, so to speak, right? You Historically speaking, you look at teams that maybe don't have the type of seasons they want, three-win teams, four-win teams, teams that are just not where they want to be. If you look at their schedules... Typically, they win week one. All that is to say, week one is not who you are. And so when I look at week one, I said, keep it simple. And I look back to last year, how the Raiders had success, the formula for success. And now I think it's, it's very important to remind all of us, and I don't know we don't need the reminder, a lot of different pieces this year on this Raiders team, particularly on this Raiders offense. You got a new quarterback for the first time in a decade. All eyes are going to be on Jimmy, for better, for worse. All eyes are going to be on Jimmy, seeing what he does, how he handles himself in a regular season game on the road against a very hostile AFC West division team. But for me, it comes down to this. Do the Raiders win in the red zone? I know it's not the, you know, the flashiest, oh, the Raiders are going to win if, but to me, that's what it comes down to. You look at this team a year ago, and we talked about it time and time and time again on this show, across the podcast network. Everywhere in Silver and Black Productions, it was a topic of conversation for good reason. We saw the Raiders move the football effectively, really effectively. But for some reason, when they got in the red zone, things just tightened up. They clenched. They weren't as effective as they had been between the uh, between the 20s. You look at the numbers last year. Raiders offense ranked number 26 in the red zone. Right? Not what you expect, not where you want this team to be, particularly 
with all these offensive weapons, these explosive weapons on the outside for the silver and black. On the other, th- excuse me, the other side of things, and we talked about the Broncos having a really good defense. Well, they were really good in the red zone. Ranked number seven in terms of red zone defense a year ago. And this is the defense that is still just as good, if not better, than the one that we saw in 2022. So something's got to give there. And we look at Jimmy, historically speaking, we look at Jimmy, what we've seen through training camp, and in a very, very limited capacity, very limited sample size during the preseason. You bring in Jimmy because, one, he's a winner. Two, he knows this system. But three, he is good in the red zone. He is going to put touchdowns on the board, and this team is not going to have to settle for field goals. Now... As our resident special teams advocate, do I want to see 60-yard field goals? Absolutely I do. I want to see Carlson go crazy. I want to see him and AJ do their things with Bobenmeyer out there, right? I want to see the big, booming, thunderous kicks from our guy Daniel Carlson. But when we get in the red zone, I want to see touchdowns. I want to see Daniel hitting from 50-plus. I don't want to see a 33, 34, 35-yard kick from, from the cash money man, right? So on Sunday, on the road, week one, can the Raiders win the red zone? That's it. If the Raiders can do that, I am pretty darn confident uh, about what this team is going to be able to do in 2023. But that is it. The Raiders will win if they can win in the red zone. So before we get out of here, we have to crack an ice cold bruchacho as we always do. And this week, for you guys, this is who I'm cracking a cold one for. All the fans, you guys get a Coors Light because I we talk about it all the time. We don't get to do what we want to do without you guys. And I know that the offseason feels long. It feels long for me. It feels long for everyone in this building. So enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold brewski. This one's for you. Enjoy every single second of Sunday afternoon. It is going to be a blast. I cannot wait. Quick note on our way out. Fifth quarter since the regular season is back. The fifth quarter is also back. Uh, We are going to be uh, live on location. Can't say where just yet, but we're going to be out there in the world, and I cannot wait. So make sure you lock in with us. Uh, If you subscribe to this podcast, it'll show up on your feed. If not, go. uh, we have the the dedicated feed for the fifth quarter. Make sure you subscribe. It is going to be so much fun to get back in the mix. Our guy Jason Fitz from Yahoo Sports now. That's gonna, I'm going to have to get used to saying that. We're going to have to update some lower thirds there. Our guy Jason Fitz from Yahoo Sports will join us uh, really a lot through the regular season, but with the new gig, unavailable week one. So you're going to have to wait for week two for Fitz's debut. But all the same, it is going to be so much fun breaking, things all, uh, breaking everything down come Sunday afternoon, early evening, as we have a 125 kickoff. So make sure you're rocking with us. And on that note... Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us. So for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Josh Jacobs, everyone else at Silver and Black Productions who helps keep our little operation afloat and get this show from A to Z, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy the game, and like I said, we will see you next week, same time, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.